Welcome to the Team Engagement Podcast, where leaders of teams share their insights. We discuss five questions in about 10 minutes because leaders know how to be concise. I am very excited to have Rob Scott as our guest today. He is the founder of Legends Boxing right here in Lehigh, Utah. And Rob, thank you so much for taking time to be on the podcast today. What would you like the people to know about Legends Boxing? Um, I think, our, our, I guess our quick elevator pitch is Legends Boxing is founded on three core values. It's uh, results, belong, and uh, real. And that means we teach real boxing, help people get results, and anybody that wants to do it, it's uh, available and meant for anybody that's interested. And if I remember correctly, you have a number of stores, especially here in Utah, but in different areas of the country now, you're expanding. Is that correct? Yeah, we'll we'll have, uh, I think we'll have 19 open by March and 37 still to, to come. Wow, that's fantastic. Congratulations on your success. That's awesome. Thank you. All right, well, let's start with question number one. Based on your experience, is there a, uh, an example that you might want to share about collaboration within a team? Yeah, so um, collaboration is huge for me. Uh, I've, I've realized that there's a specific area of the business that I focus on that that I'm probably good at. The rest of it, I'm probably not very good at. And uh, I tend to leverage the talents of others in their areas and trust them. And how I've done that is every year, like clockwork, no matter how busy we are, uh, and this year happens to be a big challenge because everyone's busy and flying all over the place. But um, we do an annual SWAT meeting and that's strengths, weakness, opportunity and threats. And uh, we've done it for the past uh, eight years. And it kind of gives us our big, huge goal for the year, tells us how we're going to move the needle, the things we need to pay attention to. And then all of this comes uh, by collaborating as a team putting all of these sticky notes up all over the place and then um, making decisions as a team. And then at the end of the day, whatever the team votes on is what we do, not what I do or what Mary does or whatever. It's us, us collaborating as a team. I love that example. And especially this time of year when it's very appropriate and natural for a lot of people to look ahead to the next year, how important that is to have that collaboration so that everybody gets on board and is excited about the new year and the goals that you've set. That's a great example. Thank you. Yeah. Question number two, I hear from other leaders of teams that it can be a challenge to measure engagement. Tell me your thoughts. Uh, I don't have that challenge. I, I haven't really seen that challenge. Um, I think if you create good culture, um, if the big focus in your organization is culture, and I'll give you an example of that. Uh, we don't track PTO. We don't track sick time. We don't track vacation time. Everything is unlimited. We don't track when you show up and when you leave. We track if the job gets done or not. And it almost becomes very self-regulating. It does become self-regulating. So meaning that we have obligations, we have numbers, we have metrics that we look at. And either as a team, we're hitting those benchmarks or we're not. And if we're not hitting those benchmarks, why aren't we? And if it's because so-and-so is out on vacation or out on gone all the time, then that becomes abundantly clear that we have the wrong person. So I'm of the philosophy that if I have to check on you, then I've hired the wrong person. So um, we, uh, we also subscribe to that hire quick, fire fast, promote faster. Um, and so again, when, when you create culture, things self-regulate, you don't really have to worry about those other things, in my opinion. I like that approach a lot. And I like how you said, 
that with the right culture, you don't have to self-regulate or you can self-regulate to a certain degree. That's a great comment. Question number three, based on your experience, Rob, what is one quality of a confident leader? Um, I think the biggest one that I've tried to help other leaders recognize is giving the gift of confidence in your team and how you do that is by complimenting them, noticing their successes and building them up. I think good leaders, if you think about it, if you go up to someone and say, you're doing an amazing job today, the chances of them continuing to do a good job are probably great. And if you mean it and you find something that they're doing and you find an area to compliment, but organically, simply by giving a heartfelt, warm compliment puts you in a position of leadership and they accept it as a, as a leader giving them something which helps them feel more empowered to do a better job. I think good leaders find ways to make people um, want to work harder because they enjoy what they're doing. I like that. So good leaders compliment their team members. I like that. Great comment. Question number four, is there someone that you'd like to recognize that has made an impact in your life? Oh man, (laughs) so many people, uh, you know, I'd say any type of success I've had in my life has come either through massive failures or through learning from other people and mentorships. There's a gentleman, he's no longer with us, but his name is Earl Henley. And he's the guy that instilled work ethic. I was 19 years old and he recruited me to sell insurance for him. And he told me one day, he said, uh, Uh, I was constantly late. You know, I've always had an excuse. He said, Rob, if I had a million dollars and said, if you're here tomorrow at eight o'clock and if you're there eight to one, you lose a million dollars. But if you're here at eight o'clock, you get this million dollars. Would you be here? I said, oh, yeah, I'd absolutely be there, of course. So he said, it's not a matter of you being on time. It's a matter of a priority. So if your priority is the million dollars, it would, would come hell or high water, you'd be there. So that stuck with me forever. And I've always thought about, man, how I prioritize my time speaks volumes to what success I have. And so I've never forgotten good old Earl Henley and his work ethic and the things that he uh, he taught me early on in life. Well, thank you for recognizing him. He obviously did have an impact. And I like I like how he taught the principle of prioritization and and really putting those first things first. I like that. All right. Our last question, Rob, tell us a little bit about your first job. Oh, my first job was, uh, my first real job was um, changing oil at Jiffy Lube. I uh, did it for a summer. I think I was barely 16, 15 and a half, whatever. I couldn't wait to get my first job. I was one of those that had to have my license early and get my job and all that. And I quickly learned in that job that no matter how hard I worked, I made the same exact amount of money. So even though I wanted the day to go by faster, I didn't make any more money. It didn't take me more than a summer to realize that I would rather be in a sales job where if I sold more and did more, then I got more. And that really was a pivotal moment for me at at 15 and a half years old of going, okay, I don't want this kind of job. I don't want to clock in and clock out and I don't want a paycheck. I really think if I do more, I can make more. So I'll never forget that. I'm also terrible at working on cars and stuff. So I should have never had that job. (laughs) Well, you you learned a a great lesson. And that's been, this is something I've mentioned on previous episodes with guests, but it's amazing to me how many lessons we learn from those very early jobs, especially the very first one. That's part of the reason why I asked the question. 
because we learned one of two things. Either we learn what we love to do or what we hate to do. <laughs> but either way, it really starts to provide some really clear direction to individuals about what they may want to do as they get older and start entering more of a career. And so that's why I, I always love hearing the questions or the answers to the question, I should say. Yeah. Rob, thank you so much for being on the podcast today. How much, or how can people find you? Uh, the best way is just legendsboxing.com. Um, I, uh, we have tons of information and somehow they, they can get to me through that generally. Fantastic. This is Sean Richards with the Team Engagement Podcast, where leaders of teams share their insights. Again, if you'd like to learn a little bit more about the Team Engagement Podcast, you can go to our website, teamengagementpodcast.com. Once again, teamengagementpodcast.com. Thank you so much for joining us today. Have a great day.